3: again and welcome to new york talk and our favorite type of episode it's where we talk to the former rothman player and this time we have a proper rothman legend we have chris Cedric joining us today
5: thank you for joining us chris good evening how are we
3: all right brilliant but all the better speaking to you mate <laughs> <laughs> uh we also have mick with us as well mick we rely on your knowledge as always this is always a bad part it's a short podcast, uh, mate. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Danny is joining as well, hello, Danny. Nice to have you. With hello, you. everybody.
2: How are we doing?
3: Oh, good, mate. Um, so, what I do is start with these things, Chris. So, sort of where where's life taking you? I was retired in at 2016, was it? Um, where is life taking are you? are not, in, are you not involved in football anymore? Am I right, in saying?
5: No, not a, a, a kind of senior level, I, I coach, kind of grassroots and. Um, hmm. Alpha with Sheffield Boys and things like that. But no, I, I kind of retired from playing in 2015. Then I did a year as a player coach and a, a year as first team coach at Berwick. Um, and then we got a new manager came in and we kind of a bullet, like, like as these things happen. And then it was just kind of a, a time where I thought, do I really want to be moving around country, job to job, mm. coaching? And I retrained as a financial advisor like, as I was coming up to. End of my career and I just thought now now is the, the time where I'm gonna kind of take the plunge and, and, and step out of that football bubble and that was nearly four or five years ago now and it's yeah it's uh it's different but I enjoy it, yeah, it's good. Good, good stuff.
3: Um so let's go back to the start of your playing career. Uh let's go back to well ninety eight was your first, first appearance, but season before, did you were involved? You know, how did the do you integrate into the squad or was it
5: one season like, pr- first in training no it was kind of I, I came from school in 96 when it was archie hmm. archie gemell and john mcgovern were joint managers and i think it was that kit that you've you've got on at minute actually that, that we, they were wearing and um <laughs> kind of were playing, I were playing youth team at reserve teams and and then they got sacked and danny Bagara came in hmm. and that was an absolute kind of shambles when he came, and it was just. <laughs> and I the end of that season, I were close to packing in. I I hated it, like you know, because a lot of youth team were going up to train with first team. They just did eleven the eleven full game every day, and it were it were just you were going. You could see youth team training with Billy Russell and having a good session, and you know you mm. were just kind of playing this game, every, and, it, and it was just were enjoyable. And i would not enjoyed it, and then he got sacked. At, end of that year and, and Ronnie Ronnie came in so I kind of went back in that pre season. I had a really good pre season and I uh I played in a few yeah. pre I, I played against Aberdeen in a preseason friendly. Yeah. and it, it just kinda went from there kind of thing. I got offered a three year contract and I were in around first team from kind of then on.
3: And we we spoke to Novish last week about Ronnie coming in. As a youth team player Ronnie coming in again I, I talked when I was a kid that Ronnie was coming home. I didn't know him as a when I when I when, I, when he were a player but I was now? I knew Ronnie was coming over. I knew how big it was as a youth team player. How was that the the throwing atmosphere at Ronnie coming back? upon the fans, in particular?
5: You, you could just kind of see it. It was completely different from like, anything that you'd seen because it, it was kind of dying a bit of death at uh, that time. You know, they got relegated under Danny Bicara and things, and and it weren't a good kind of feeling at games. You know, they they were kind of hardly anybody at the games, and then. Ronnie kind of coming, it, it was a bit of a masterstroke bringing him in really, do you know, because it, it just, everybody the whole time got, got behind him. I remember, I remember seeing like these polls in the advertiser, like 90% of people backing to come back and the Kings coming home. I'm thinking, God, well, who is this guy? Do you know, like, he, he came in and, and you know, it was, it was brilliant for me. I've, I've, I've only got good words to, to say about him and, and kind of the job that he did.
3: Hmm. Make let's regale. regale everybody with the tales of Ronnie's uh,
0: coming home party at Liquid Night Club. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we've, we've gone through that. I don't know how many times, haven't we, on this podcast? I've never been to it too many, can you? Yeah. Yeah. as it was back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a massive night and it was were, it were, it were great. It was absolutely fantastic. And the thing about Ronnie is when, it, when he played for us, Wingers were a big thing, we, and we had obviously. You'll, I don't know whether you will know, we had Tony Towner on Tony that, Townie, that, yeah. that week um, when when Ronnie was there. So it, it was an important part of his game as a player. So we always, as supporters, you always thought we were always looking for the next Ronnie Moore, the next Tony Towner, the next Rodney Fern, you know, that sort of from that eighty eighty one 81 uh, yeah, team. Yeah. Um, so it, it came as no surprise, really, I don't think, as a supporter. Looking back at it now, that a player like you would have been somebody that Ronnie would be looking for, um, you know, yeah. and, and and latterly, Andy Munkhouse as well, a little bit later on, mm. very sort of similar, um, similar types of player almost, and, and very, very Ronnie. Uh, that that would that's my sort of memory of it, you know what I mean?
5: Yeah, yeah, I think it, it, he always liked his kind of. He liked to have wide players putting balls in, you know things mm-hmm. like. And, and he, he, he always used to talk a lot about when he was a striker kind of thing. And then you look at probably the type of strikers he likes, like your Alan mm-hmm. Lees and your Richie Barks and players like that, big yeah. mobile target. And like he he kind of were when he played, who likes to get kind of under crosses. So, yeah, he kind of, I mean, he took a keen interest in the youth team straight away when he came in because, mm. you know, he didn't really have that many players to have a go at it first when he first came in. It were kind of rebuilding a new squad and we it were kind of so we had a t- we had a chance to kinda of go across and train and, and shine a little bit. And uh, he seemed to kind of take a bit of shine to me from early on. And like I said, that we're kind of I mean don't get me wrong, we had we had as kind of run ins of <laughs> seven or eight years that we were together, as you do kind of thing. But well, well, yeah. you know, I um uh, I kinda of always always think that, you know, a good manager knows how to handle lads and he'd, he'd kind of... He'd know when to gear a crack round back at head, really, and he knew when to put an arm around you at the same time. So, like I say, he, his man management were really good at times.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people have said that, haven't they, about him? And, you know, a lot of the players we've spoken to have, have, have all said the, the same sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, they have. Yeah.
3: Um, that first season, I think, only made a handful of appearances, but was it just a season of... Getting used to the program because nowadays you're under 23s where people just bed mm. in a little bit. It's there was the reserve team, weren't
5: there? And then, yeah, the it was the old um, Pontins League. I actually I'd got in the team and they were kind of because you know it was brilliant. Because you were, you were coming out of school and you were playing the yeah. Pontins Reserve League as it were, you were playing against you like said Burnley, Blackpool, things like that. And you were playing against seasoned pros in there, like lads who were coming back mm. from injury or you not know, young lads. And it were a, a real good grounding. Um, and I actually, I'd, I'd broken team and made a few appearances and I actually broke my ankle playing for Reserves at Blackpool, which I were out for about six or seven months with. Um, so that kind of put me back. And then hmm. I kind of went away that summer and got got myself in really good, Like I was, I was a bit scrawny when I first got in team, but I kind of went away and kind of got on waves and, and did a big programme and came back. And I would I, I felt I was ready then for men's football when I came back at like 18, 19. Hmm.
3: Is that a big part of the step up, the physicality from youth team to men's football? Is it just, you, you've, got to, you've got to be stronger, you've got to make yourself stronger?
5: Yeah, yeah, I mean, because, you, you know, you've got, when you're younger, you, you're quick, you're agile, you can kind of dance away yeah. from it, as soon as they can get in a, a position where they can grip you, and, you know, it's you're playing against grown men, and you're, you're, you're like <laughs> a year out of coming out of school and doing your GCSEs, so it's a big learning yeah. curve, but... You've got to grow up fast, and and that's why some, I think sometimes this twenty three football and stuff like that they, it holds them back. Do you know, they're not they're not playing mm-hmm. against the men. They're, they're, they're still twenty three, and they're still they're talking about them as though they're kids still. And do you know, mm-hmm. they're on way to being grown, but they should have played a couple of hundred games by that age. You know, they're still oh, we're, we're still nurturing them, and get and that's why I think a lot of the lads who do go out on low. You look, you like Harry Kane and people like that who went to in mm-hmm. Orient and all these kind of they end up becoming better players because they're playing against men.
0: And that, that's yeah. it. Ben Wiles. Yeah. Ben Wiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he, he's, been play, he's played 200 games, hasn't he, nearly? Yeah. And yeah, 150, yeah, look at that now. Yeah, something like that. 150, yeah. I mean, and he's not gone through that system. He's gone through... Well, he did play with men. He's been yeah. kicked to and Downdale down by men for the last four years. You and know. you'll probably
5: see some of the lads he probably played against uh, I don't know Wednesday, United and teams like that. They'll still be playing in 23s there and he's, and he's got 200 mm. games up on him. and this, this club's <laughs> talking about coming to sign him. Do you know? And that's why I think you're always better doing that and going and playing men's football mm. or maybe starting off like a, you know, a Rotherham or something like that and, and going and getting that experience. Mm. Yeah. I agree with
3: you, I completely agree um,
0: yeah.
3: So the following season ninety-eight, ninety-nine, is when you first start, of course have obviously arranged previous season, appearances start coming in thick and fast a successful se- season I've, I've, I remember at the time it being pretty good, ending up in the playoffs it did feel like, before we talk about the playoffs did it feel like a really good season, like progression had been made from that step up to missing out the playoffs to making them?
5: Yeah, it would, it would really kind of we thought we were going to kind of, we have got a real good chance of doing it that year, We we, mm. we were kind of a bit up and down at times, you know. But once we got into that playoffs, we fancied his chances, and then to we lost on it late in Orient on penalties. I think you know it were it were mm-hmm. really disappointing. And I just remember I were I were number five to take take the fifth penalty, and I, I it never come round to me anyway. <laughs> <I, laughs> half of me were at that and half of me were relieved because I remember stood on halfway like the at Millibon me but we're going a bit like that. You know? <laughs> in Nineteen ready to take the penalty. But, uh, yeah, well you could see progression have been made from that season. I think that first season for Ronnie were a, a building program and seeing what he'd got and kind of who'd got and he got to grips with the league pretty quick from coming in from, from South Pole.
3: Yeah. Those playoff games I always interested from the from the other season ends and how the mentality is in the players. You say you were confident you could win the, win the win the playoffs, win the games. But they were both nil nil, which is for Ronnie's yeah. teams is really unusual because Ronnie's known for exciting football, mm. goals one way or the other. Nil nil's two games just really didn't seem to suit. Bother me out of that time. It really weird.
5: I remember them being really cagey games. They were mm. both like, like, no one wanted to give it an inch really, and you know no one really went, went that forward to win it, and no one wanted to get. It. And it would just you, you could see it probably from about start of the second game they would end up with a penalty. you could see it, my mm. yeah, was
0: Really early in playoff era as well weren't it so it's not that you know the, the the playoff games you see see now the kind of the first leg is a bit cagey and a bit like yeah. those, but but the next leg the second leg is just like balls out and it, you know yeah it's uh, everyone's uh, going for it, it?
5: yeah yeah, yeah. And it, like you say we're probably and it were probably our first game as well so everyone's kind of learning as, as they go really
0: yeah yeah we try to gloss over those penalties don't we matt
3: yeah. Yeah. It's the only time in watching football that's made me cry. I'm only eight at that- the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I bowled my eyes out. all. They were ter- terrible. <laughs>
5: I think we all did in dressing room after.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we spoke to Trevor Berry about that penalty shoot and the season after. And he told us how much of an inspiration that or, or push along that was, that he lost that penalty shoot. He came so close. And it was used as motivation the following season, which was obviously a spectacular season.
5: I hope you feel the same. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we kind of saw how close we'd, we'd come that year, and obviously, Ronnie strengthened in that summer. Mm. And we knew going into that season, we got we got a real good good squad to kind of we have got a decent youth and experience in there, do you know. Um, and and we kind of knew from first few games that well in pre we were getting talks about pre-season season like you know we've, mm. we've got to be aiming for the top, we've got to be up there and and kind of. We, we kind of stuck to that kind of mantra all the way through, kind of thing. Hmm.
3: Mick, do you agree that? So, I've, what i was going to say is it shows what happens when you go manage your time. A couple of seasons, took a couple of seasons yeah. to build something and yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. what went on in a minute, but it took sex time sometimes, don't it? And it did.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's something that we could take away. And when we go on Watford podcast this year, we could perhaps talk to Watford supporters about it because, but you're absolutely right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, and and, and I, 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 as a player, I don't know whether, you, have you have you experienced it any throughout your career where, where it's been chopping and changing the managers, and, and if you have, how does it affect?
5: Probably not, not so much in, uh, when I was at Chef Wednesday towards the end we had um, Al Irvine, Gary Megson, and then he got sex and Dave Jones came in, but... That were for other issues apart from kind of team not doing great when when uh, Madsen left, he'd had a bit of a fallout with Milan Mandrich at that point. But no, but I think you, you go back to them kind of that era of when you say Ronnie got that tie, they weren't your Twitters, they weren't your you know these fans' forums, and stuff, they they weren't as much pressure kind of thing. Do you know there were probably a few little grumbles on radio. Sheffield or yeah. back at advertiser or something, but they weren't as much. Where something happens now, a couple of bad results, and it just blows up out, of it, and it's the worst thing in the world, isn't it? And yeah, it must be so difficult to manage in this this day and age, mm. you know.
2: Mm. We just need to look oh, at run the game at the end of this season, don't we?
5: Now, with Twitter virtually imploded well, <laughs> when we lost I mean, at Portsmouth. I- I remember driving home after one game, uh, one of the games it lost, and I got radio shuffled on, and they were up saying, "Oh, warning needs to go," in. and I'm thinking, "Am I, am I hearing things here? Or do you know what? <laughs> just Get rid of him. Well, oh, we're not going to go up." And I'm thinking, "Wow, this is—you've just got to relax." And uh, it always works itself out. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, we had it on here. We, we do a, we do a live stream on a on a Thursday night and a Sunday night usually, and uh, on some of the, you know, we've got people comment, commenting saying. It, you know, he's he's, he's he's done his time. He's taken us as far as we can go. He's, you know, and it's like I, I I'm I'm not entirely sure that I'm not I've been transported in some sort of parallel universe. Probably you know
2: I mean? <laughs> United in the multiverse of madness. I
0: I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, as, as a supporter and having having supported for many years, I just it, it it genuinely doesn't compute in my head. I can't I can't process it at all. Yeah. It's like, like wow. A lot of
5: time you get it, it, it's that emotion in it after a game you've lost and you have these people yeah. ringing straight up and it's it's a knee jerk reaction, but yeah, you've <laughs> in cold light of day sometimes you're thinking, Wow, what what do, what more do people want, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's
0: put more fans in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what <Yes>. they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair, we, we
5: when I come and watch him, I'm getting as bad as why did you pass that and I'm thinking you see every pass that up in that stand yeah <laughs> easy from that view isn't it yeah <laughs> you never <going> want away.
3: <laughs> um, and then after the promotion season that then 2000 we'll talk about the halble game in a minute but was there a build up to the game what, what I was finding with promotion seasons is there's a game before it actually happens where you think you know what this is going to happen as a fan did you do you get that as well as a player, or can you just concentrate on getting through games?
5: I think if I remember, did we play late Orient, building up to that? Um, I remember what I think we played late in Orient in a game on a Tuesday night, um, and Darren Garner scored winner. I think it was coming up towards that game, and it after that game, it was it was a bit of a tough game. Um, I'm sure it was that season where, and Darren Garner, mm. I think we won one nil, and yeah, March
4: away,
5: yeah, yeah, I and mean, it was kind of af- after that game. It was kind of we knew we'd got that bit of momentum then, but we kind of mm. knew that we were on our way. I remember, I remember after that game on bus by my home, there were a distinct change in kind of, you know, mindset of how we felt it. we were going to go. It was kind of a, a real big, big win. You people talk about big wins overseas. That was a real big win for us that, that night. I Remember that. Mm.
3: Yeah, this is how it happens in football. It's just one one thing can happen and mm. then it changes. Like I said, it just can change the mindset. It obviously, helps the fans as well. Mm. Um It's funny old game football about these little things. One one little win mm. and you're off. It's, <laughs> it's, it's
5: momentum, and yeah. you even look at Man City the other day. You know when they yeah. they were they were couldn't do it, and then they get a goal and they get another, and it's it's just that momentum sometimes. And we had it again a, a couple of years later when we went up again, where we got we, we were mm. winning games. and We were coming off sometimes thinking. We don't know how we've won that, but we were going into games expecting to win, Do you know, because you've got that momentum. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then
3: the fa- the famous game, the famous game away at Hartlepool, two one win. Um, the assist to Leo Fortune West for the first goal, um, a wonderful cross. Uh, I, 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 can you have a favourite assist as a, as a winger? Can
5: you have a favourite assist? <laughs> I, it, it would be. I mean. Uh, I, I, Probably. They didn't do assists and things like that, but it was just, it was just goals that they kept. But I, I used to love playing with Leo because we are about seven foot tall and he'd, he'd make a crap cross look good because he'd get on end so it. So he was brilliant. Really uh, so yeah, that was that probably really a really pleasing one because it was an important game uh, as well. But like I said, if you didn't cross, it just to let you know anyway. He'd run... He used to run from, like, 18-yard box back to have a good Mike Pollitt for not kicking ball on his head. was so, <laughs> he like, he crosses didn't come
0: in. <laughs> I loved Leo Fortune West. I loved him. I thought he was
3: you
0: know, great. Probably
5: technically, I mean, and, and this is no dis- disrespect to Leo, technically not not one of the best players you play with, mm. but for what he gave for the team and for what he did against, opp- the opposition hated playing against him. Yeah. And... He used to get promoted, get sold, get someone else promoted, get so and, that, and that's what he did because he was just a horrible person to play against. And, you know, yeah. But yeah. great guy, great in the dressing room. And, you know, he, he used to have a lot of stick off opposition fans for, you know, because he couldn't trap a bag of cement at times, you know. He'll <laughs> admit that himself. But the effectiveness he had on the team and, you know, in the dressing room and stuff, he, he were. He, and we probably wouldn't have got, got out of that division without him, yeah.
0: That weren't his job, would it? I mean, you know, it, it weren't his job to sort of be stylish and, you know, beat 13 men. His job was to, to just cause as much trouble. I remember one one
5: game that, that year, he scored a hat-trick and it was the, the ugliest hat-trick I've ever seen in my life, you know. <laughs> it it, it would kind of, one come off his face, I think, one come off the back of his head and then one is about six yards out and he's going to, he's going to smash it and he's Miss kicked it It's just kind of looped up Of a keeper And dropped it <laughs> <laughs> It's one I trick More than I scored <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant
3: um, And then the second goal Is from Guy Branston And the stomp The famous stomp What was Guy Br- I mean, obviously He came in that season I uh, was Guy Branston To play with Because he looked like A handful For both Playing
5: with and against Yeah he would It's no different He's not changed now, you know. I'm still quite close. We got, I met him last week actually for coffee, and you know he's he's got that same personality, brilliant. You know, like he kind of yeah. came in, and it's he, no different to what you kind of see on the pitch. You know, he uh, he were a bit of a hothead when he were younger, you know. But again, you'd want him in your team rather than against you. And, and sometimes, you know, he used to rough people up, and yeah, and and probably had a lot more ability than he got credit for at times. Yeah,
0: definitely. This, this, this doesn't
2: bode well for me play, potentially get, playing against him in that charity game, does it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to on the other side. <laughs> no, hang, on, hang on, Gaffer, I'm injured, I need to come off.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember we played uh, Liverpool in FA Cup, I remember listening to him sledging Emi in in penalty area, that was, that was hilarious, it was fantastic. Yeah. you really hear him in crowds, there's 40,000 in... Stadium and you you could still hear what he was saying to SK. Yeah. Very, very funny.
5: I think you knew him I think you knew Emil from being at, at Leicester as a kid, like kind yeah. of thing. So I think he were getting Pelters all game as it went through. So yeah, he, were, uh, he, didn't, he didn't really care who you were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um was because I mean, that was a promotion
3: again, the sealed promotion, but there was a game left. Was it an all out party after the Hartlepool game or was it back down to business to try and win the No.
5: Yeah, it were. we kind of—I think we, we we got a few drinks on bus on the way home, and then we went out when we got back to to Rotherham, kind of thing. And then we knew we we, we wanted to win that title, that thing, you know, mm-hmm. on following week. So it, it was kind of we, we enjoyed it that weekend, but then it were kind of back to work on on that next kind of days, looking looking into that uh, that next game, you know, and trying trying to win that title because. I know it probably year after we were different when we went up it were, we'd mm-hmm. done his job getting up. And I remember we went to Peterborough. We, we couldn't play for title, I think we went to Peterborough on last eight season. It was shambles, but no, it was one of them ones against Swansea where we people want to, to really win and can. they were really good at and there were obviously all that trouble that happens, them, but there were a good atmosphere in ground as well. It were, it felt like a, a proper title decider that day. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, like you mentioned were some awful events that happened obviously at the game, but talking about the game itself, Mick building up to the Swansea game on, on the football events. How was your feeling going into that game? Because we've won the league. So as a fan, you've almost done what you wanted, because we're up for the matter. The yeah. title's almost for the players, I suppose, isn't it? Almost.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. It certainly, it felt the same this season. I had no real desire to win championship. And I didn't then, you know. But I do remember the atmosphere. It was just electric that day. You know, inside the yeah. and everything. And... Uh, it, it, it was a you know, putting into to one side. What, what what happened outside? It was it was, yeah. The atmosphere I remember being fantastic. I, I remember it in dress
5: room it, it were a bit flat in dress room after, which were weird because you know from how yeah. kind of all your four different week before to you know we still got promoted to, but I remember it, it were a bit it were a bit flat kind of thing. But you know, not not for that long because we obviously we'd done his job, we'd done what we set to do, but it, it weren't kind of, it went not bouncing like you'd, you'd probably think, you no, know, you've got promoted, because obviously they're coming and winning title on your patch as well, which makes it yeah, yeah. even worse, you know, they've done it, yeah. done it and you can see them celebrating, so it rubs it in a little bit, but yeah, we, we'd, we'd done his main objective, which were to, to get up. Hmm.
3: And was that the, did you have the post-season trip to Faleraki that summer?
5: I think that was the first one, yeah, it was, was it Yeah, it was. Yeah, Faliraki, yeah, I think it were. Yeah, it were. Mm-hmm. That were kind of. The, the, they used to take us away every year, kind of thing. Were, I think right. after we'd lost on the playoffs to Leinor, we, we went to Zante and then we went to mm-hmm. Faliraki. We, we had a we had a great time. It were staff <laughs> went. And we were running all staff, and I think he, they stayed in a separate hotel because they didn't want to kind of see. What, <laughs> they only came across once to see what we're, what, what we're up to. And it was just kind of carnage, so we never they never Yeah. Come, come <laughs> <off with anything. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you make you pay for your own way there? No, he was good as gold. He paid every
5: year. He paid a trip away for us. He were, we, we, were we had to kind of fight for him get from. I'm sure we made him a lot more than probably five grand it cost him. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're, not, we're not talking a five star trip to Vegas here. We're talking no. like a self catering <laughs> trip to to Far yeah, Rock. Yeah. Really, probably costing ninety nine quid each or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were they were good times. They were great. Yeah,
3: um, and then coming in, let's start as the as the season goes into Division Two, we all know what happened. But what was the goal coming in? Was it just right? Let's try and stay up because we've just come. up, We're not filled
5: with cash. W- was it just try and stay up, or was the it was, what uh, did yeah, you do? Know? I mean, it was kind of a funny. So I nearly left that that summer. They'd been kind of I'd I'd come out of contract and they'd been. I'd asked for a new one, and they kind of said, "Oh, you'll have to wait until... Uh, we know what division we're in kind of thing. And then, mm. obviously, I played a lot of games and Huddersfield had kind of come in for me um, and started speaking to me about a contract. So I went and spoke to them. They were in Championship at the time when Steve Bruce were in charge. Mm. So I spoke to them. I, I'd, I'd actually come out of contracts at Rotherham at the time and we were kind of going backwards and forwards. And then Huddersfield offered me a contract and Rotherham offered me a contract. But I'd been struggling with my knee, kind mm. of on like i've got tendonitis in the knee and it it got i'd been playing on it and hardly training towards the end of the season and playing uh that needed an operation on it so Uddersfield we'll were kind of we can't take you until your knees right so mm. not by default but i end up kind of signing at rotherham uh mm. again. i didn't really want to leave do you know what i mean it, we, we, I, if i could have signed a contract early on in the season i'd have done it but i, I felt like they kind of and this was mr booth again kind of you know being frugal and kind of
1: mm-hmm. as he
5: were um so it kind of they put it on back burner it ended up I, I missed probably first I, I think I were out until Christmas so it, it were a tough period because I were kind of going to every game and you know mm. from start of the season when the mantra was you know if we 40, 40 50 points or whatever it was that we get that we've done well but as the season started you could we were playing against it and you're thinking these aren't as good as we kind of probably thought they were going to be, Do you know, it's not it's not that much of a step up and we talked about momentum and it brought it brought in some good players as well mm. uh, and I said they just got on a roll and came up with a formation that really worked for players that we'd got and like I was talking about earlier, it would just, there were some games it, we'd, we'd get battered and we'd come out winning and you're thinking, we're on a roll here, you know, they would, they, I remember Marvin Bryan he used to have a saying, this training stopping this year, he used to say every year, this <laughs> This trains going straight through; it's not stopping, and again, it kind of become the, the thing that the lads were shouting before they went out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, brilliant. I remember making the i I was we were just happy for to stay up. I, I remember yeah. it really well. We're going up. We got finally got promoted after being stuck down there for a few years.
1: Yeah, and
3: yeah. let's just try and stay. Up. But it, it again quickly became apparent, like Chris said, that we were more than capable of beating anybody at that level, and it turned out to be the kids.
0: Yeah, and, and to be fair, we, we, we see it even today, don't we? The the, the gap up the step up even from, from, from League Two to League One and, and not so much but, but from the League One to the championship, it's not a huge step up. The difference no. the difference is minimal, you know. And I think on, on that occasion when we when we came up, we had the quality to have to have, have absolutely walked League Two and almost did. And then, you know, we just got the quality. We got the quality in the squad. uh, Possibly, possibly as players and as management team and as fans, we didn't realise we had. Hmm. We've been out of that position for a while. Um, I I think as you're kind of going up them leagues and
5: your your difference, for me, your difference a lot of times is... Your strikers and your finishers, do you know? Mm-hmm. Where because you don't get as many chances as you know the higher up you go. But your good strikers will take them chances, do you know? And obviously, mm-hmm. we had Mark Robbins at that time who yeah. he didn't miss chances, yeah. do you know? He was oh. one of the best finishers I've ever seen, do you know? And he yeah. were he was massive for us because you know we, if we only created two or three chances, you knew you knew he'd take one of them, do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Cool.
3: I remember being a big signing, Mark Robins. Mark Rubin was coming to Rotherham. I know it was all the down end of his career, but it was still a big, quite a big name to come to little Rotherham, who's only just been promoted. And it turned yeah. out to be one of maybe one of his best signings because that would he get twenty six goals that season, something ridiculous. It was crazy, yeah. would not
5: it? it? And do you know it would it would great for kind of the whole dressing room because of where he'd been and Joey you know, were really mm. down to earth. Do you know? But and they were really professional. Do you know? And he kind of took it up a little bit to that next level with his where, where he kind of came in and Joe lads looked up to him a little bit. I mean, he used to sit in a in a dressing room with me and Andy Munkhouse up at Ooton and Roberts, where we used to train and they kind of little dressing room was kind of boxed off and, it's, and he ended up being in our dressing room. We used to torture him every morning and this is <laughs> someone who was kind of he'd won FA Cup, he'd won like Cup Winners his cup and all this stuff for money nice and, and He's got these two larry 19, 20-year-olds. Just... <laughs> he must have thought, what have I, what have I joined <laughs> here with getting his clothes and going, what have you got on here today? <laughs> Treating him like the one at 19-year-olds. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I have a
3: question about your position and pairing. So when you're a defender, defensive partnerships, key midfielder and striker, they're all partnerships. As a winger... Where is your partnership? Is your partnership with your fullback, or is your yeah. partnership with your other attacking winger because you're attacking force?
5: I think it, your main, your main kind of link up to your for me, your fullback and your strikers because mm. that's who you're, you're interacting with more. And when you can get a good kind of relationship going with them, do you know? You, mm. That's when you kind of full. You, you have different ones. You've got some who will just feed your ball and, and let you get on with it. Then you'll have others who will kind of give it in they'll want to join in i just used to like him to support me from like you know behind him. if i needed to go back and put it in which rob scott used to be great at that when when he kind of played he'd support me from behind but then you get others kind of when i played with marvin but marvin wanted to bomb on a lot you know and um get involved and stuff so and i never used to pass through half the time He used to get, to get so, I, used to, I used to say we're a good decoy room well done <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, and last so of that season went on some of, the, some of those results sort of screamed ronnie moore 3-2-0 win 4-3 loss followed by a 4-3 win um it's just chaos but it was fun it's like like you mentioned it's positivity from ronnie and that and i assume that was even though we've stepped up a level we're still just gonna have a go it,
5: they were they were literally kind of there was no difference from year before to that in terms of training and or more work that we did on teams and things like that. I mean, it's not like it is today where you sit and watching videos of what they've done. For mm. literally, you get you'd write their team up on a on a Saturday before a game and you'd kind of we'd work on a shape on a Thursday, Friday, mm. and a set pieces and stuff. We we're always good at that, but we didn't we didn't really change. You know, they got there were some big teams in that league at the time when you look kind of with with Reading, Millwall, uh, Wigan, were Wigan were in there. Yeah. some big teams do you know and we'd spent a lot of money so hmm. it were well, yeah we we've we got some good really I mean like I said we have got some good hidings at times as well do you know we we have gone to 4 nil one week then we'd win another 4-on-bounds week after it we're just erratic <laughs> at times but we we didn't I don't think we drew that many games we, we did win quite a lot do you know
3: Mick hmm. we're at the 6-1 we lost to, to Cambridge
0: 6-1 that season I can't imagine you're asking me no car, sorry <laughs> I know we did lose six <laughs> to
5: Cambridge, like, well, I it? It? yeah i think it, it might it might be you know or it might be a year before that when we went up i remember we i remember after that six one we were in on sunday training
0: i
4: can't find it anyway
0: yeah
3: there were red one. <laughs> yeah. um, We've we spoke to a Cambridge fan this season for for a podcast, and he reminded us of it now how many how many years on still talking about it. <laughs> um, so it was, the FA okay, Cup game yeah. that season, Liverpool, big one. Um, you have already mentioned the guy, Branson. What was like the build up that again? Because I found it was the first big cup tie I can remember in, in my life to watching modern. What was it like for a for a young player going there?
5: It was it was a very relaxed week building, you know. It was- because you didn't have that pressure at league games on you, do you know, no one expected us to go and win. Mm-hmm. So it were, I remember it being a kind of an enjoyable week up to it, but then you start doing team shape and you're going through their team, and you know, you've got Danny Murphy and uh, Emile and <laughs> Lee's boys. It It, it was just a, a, a great day out, you know. Um. And I came on a, after about an hour or something like that, I think, and played last half an hour. But it's still, still a memory that I kind of talk about now, and I still tell me it Brilliant.
3: Um, let's move on to further on the season. Again, we talked about last the season before. Was there a moment um, in this promotion season? We'll talk about the Brentford game in a minute. But was there a game? I remember you scoring as Lupin later on in the season. That seemed to recall that being a very big moment.
5: In that, in that promotion push. Yeah, were, that was kind of a game. I don't think it are a game in hand. I think it was a game before Brentford, um, Tuesday night. And like I said, I'd not been, I'd been kind of, came back in December and the team had been winning and Warnie were playing on that mm. right-hand side. as a, I think he was suspended for that Luton game. So I played and, like I said, managed to score that winner. Mm. Mark Robbins put it bang across and we put it in, and, and it kind of set us up nicely for that that Brentford game, mm. I remember kind of sitting on. Because if we, mm. I think if we want to win that game, it would have been a, a big ass to kind of go in. And, you know, it, it, it were a big moment. So to come away with, with the three points after the game, it was massive at that time. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely.
5: Um,
3: and let's talk about the Brentford game, Mick. Uh, again, as a well, I was ten at the time, I remember the build-up. We went to club shop. We got a flag. I remember everything being the stadium being again absolutely buzzing. I had all four sides of the stadium we could print for this little corner where their fans were. And this was like this moment. This was the moment. Rotherham United could get to the first division, which was completely unthinkable at any time. Um, it was amazing the build-up, were not it?
0: Oh, mate. Yeah, it was. It was. It's. It's just. It's one of those. It's the Alan. It's the Alex Ravel moment, isn't it? It's the Georgie Kelly moment from this season. You know the Alan Lee. It, it, everything about it is just one of those. One of those instances that comes around. We talked about it. We have talked about it on this mm-hmm. podcast. It, it, generally, for one for a club, it'll come around once every twenty years, once every thirty years. Sometimes never, you know. And uh, and yeah, so it was getting it. Once a season a minute.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if anyone was interested, the attendance, official, the official attendance that day was so 9,670. Right.
3: That were a sellout. I'm telling you now that were
2: a sellout. There was no <laughs> way it was 9,000
3: that day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just an average game at New York that like these days, isn't it?
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we kind of... I can't remember much it Build-Ups at week. I just remember... it. Were, I remember going in to... A lot busier than usual, and it was actually my 20th day, so I'd kind of I'd gone down playing a not because obviously I played against Luton on the Tuesday and scored and done well, but Warnie had played most of seasons, you know, and and kind of um, so I didn't really know what he'd do. I didn't know whether he'd throw me in because we needed to win or whether. He, so I got down and it kind of Ronnie pulled me in and, and we're going with Warnie, which. Obviously, I was disappointed, but, you know,
0: mm.
5: at that time, it's it's all about the team and, and doing what you've got to do. He mm. didn't deserve to miss out either, because, you know. So, it was um, kind of bittersweet because I think if it if it wouldn't have been my 21st birthday and, and going for promotion, um, no, it was... I just remember it being... It, it felt a big, big game one, and, you know... Like I said, we talked about when Danny Beghar were in charge and there were hardly anybody there, then mm. you look at that contrast to then going into that Brentford game and what a big game it were. It was kind of night and day and you looked and you're thinking, wow, we've, we, we've actually come a long way yeah, in this last mm. few years kind of thing. Mm.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. we, I bet you were you the only one that had been there since sort of that relegation. So you know, you the only youth player at the time, but there can't really be many people left from then. To that day, so sort of,
5: see the full journey almost. Probably me and Ersie, I think. Paul S, I think. Mm. Probably ones who were only left. I think what else might have been there? That'd probably be it. Me and Trevor were still. They weren't. Trevor still part of the squad
3: by that, in that promotion team.
5: Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, but I don't think he were there yeah. when. I can't remember if were there when... Dan, oh, yeah, Treff would have been there when Danny Begaro were there, yeah. It would have been. Yeah, but I don't think he were involved against Brentford at that point. Yeah. And he'd been struggling with injuries and stuff, I don't think. I can't remember mm. him being around team that much at that point. Or whether mm. he left. He might have left at that point. Mm. Um, and then on the game itself, yeah. we talked to a lot... we
3: talked to a lot of players, and the game itself sometimes just flashes by and you remember the key moments. The time that you were on the pitch... Was, do
5: you remember the, Do you remember a lot of the game or is it just the goal and, and the goals that you remember i can't, i can't remember hardly anything i remember quite tense um hmm. i think i came on after about an hour because it were we were drawing still. i mean i couldn't even remember their goal until i saw it on um something on kind of instagram or some other week where it, it hmm. would Remember their goal? How they scored, kind of thing. Um, you just can't remember Big Al scoring that goal. Yeah, it's uh, the the game. I couldn't, I couldn't. tell you whether it was a good game, whether it were. I can't. Remember. I, you do remember your involvement, much about it at all. You know? Yeah.
3: No. Mick, I can't remember a good game either.
0: I remember the moment. <laughs> yeah, I can't. No idea. Absolutely no idea. Um, and it, it, like like I said earlier on, it's, you, know, when, you know, when we look back at this Julian game toward, in, in five years' time, ten years' time, we don't have a clue what sort of game it were. <laughs> Not a clue. We just remember that moment. And, you know, that, no. like I said, it's just one of those moments that you just never forget as a fan. Um, mm. Fantastic. Yeah, incredible. It, like always, definitely I mean, the, I the scenes after
5: it. <laughs> the scenes after were <laughs> unbelievable. You know, it was, it was, it was just something. I, I still remember him to this day. You know, it was like I said, it was my twenty-first birthday. Just got promoted, to, like championship, <laughs> and I remember being stood in that director's box, kind of, and looking at it. it we just a see a see a red. It were it were brilliant, and to do it two years on bounds, it was just. Yeah. You start thinking this is going to happen every year, kind of thing. Yeah. What a moment! If
3: everybody were there, you'll never. That's that's the Alan Lee moment. It's just known as the Alan Lee moment. If you were there, you just know. Uh, I'm sorry, Danny. I'm sorry, Danny. You weren't there, mate, but it was special.
2: Can we all up and an invent a time machine so I can go and experience <laughs> that? <laughs>
3: If I had a time machine and I was allowed to go back to certain times, that is one of the moments I would go
0: back and relive because mm-hmm. it was if, just amazing. If you were going to do that, though, you'd have to go back and sit next to Brian Chappell while he did that comment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That
5: was, <laughs> that was so special. He's <laughs> more famous than Martin Tyler's Aguero moment in Rotherham. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <one of the laughs> <fans>, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> it's. Yeah, were there any after after season deals on that one? Did you get a special trip away, or
5: was it just the stand just? We actually, yeah, we did. We went to, we went to, we all went to Leeds that night. We um, straight after it, it was to kind of all go out for that, regardless. Mm-hmm. So we all ended up piling up to Leeds and going out in Leeds. And uh, I remember having a good night out. And I think we had did we went to Magaluf. Yeah, we went to Magaluf. Um, I think after, after that one, I think I remember what it was. I can't remember, rather Magalhaf or Greece. I remember Stuart Talbot had a, a big influence on and him and him and Ronnie had a bit of a falling out because one one wanted to go somewhere and one wanted to go other. It were like it were ridiculous. He said, like, We just got promoted and like training next week, and that these two were having an argument about where we're going on holiday. <laughs> it was <were, laughs> nuts, really. brilliant. Oh,
3: what a, what a season that were. incredible. Um, but the fun didn't stop there, did it? Uh, to the first division, and this felt like a proper step up, Chris. It just felt like, and again, it might, might be might be completely wrong, but this felt like we were getting in with the proper big boys now. <laughs> did it feel a bit daunting to start of the season because some of them teams were, were huge?
5: Yeah, we, we used to, care. we used to like even joke amongst ourselves on Mike <laughs> had obviously come back at this point and stuff, and uh we'd be kind of, I remember playing against Portsmouth and teams like that, and Prozoneski and Merson and all this, lot, and, and <laughs> Polly's going, these lads have no idea who we are, you know? They don't even know where <laughs> Rothering is, <do> you know? <laughs> they think we've just kind of, it's like they didn't even know who they were playing for they turned up, you know? And it, it probably worked to our advantage a lot of time. And, and kind of, I always, and I've said this many times, we probably wouldn't have stayed up if we'd been playing at New York Stadium at that time, because teams come to Millmore and they hated it you know it were just horrible for them. but uh, and that's why we probably
0: did all right for as long as we did we had the yeah. we had the West Ham moment didn't we where they refused to get changed in at uh, ground yeah, yeah. Of, and... <laughs> did you
3: know about that place were you told about it before the game you yeah out
0: after? yeah we
5: kind of it was kind of a big thing where you know they, these big time Charlie's have come over, they won't get changed. in, you know, To be fair, dressing room at Millboy in a way, when it got a big old sauna and he could probably fit about 10 people down together. So, West Ham have turned up with all the super, they've probably got 30 staff who couldn't even fit in that dressing room. So, I do half get it sometimes. You've got to be a bit cute sometimes anyway. You? But, you know, anything you can do for us, and I think Glenrode got sacked after the game did, it's because cost of the, the job. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, did, we, yeah, did we lose that game or did we draw? We won one nil. One nil.
3: That's
0: why why would they got sacked if they won? Well, because they'd not won. I don't know. Darren
4: Byfield for that game. Mm.
0: Sorry, sorry. Two two things. Obviously, not getting changed in changing rooms, and Teddy Sheringham throwing himself on the floor every time anybody went near him. I think that were different games.
5: You look at that. Someone sent me a a thing through, uh, like a a big scrapbooker kind of all, all kind of. Games, championship and stuff. And you look at that team; they had Michael Carrick playing, Defoe, mm. David James. Did you know, change, it, was a yeah. it were it were some teams. You know, Repka, I think, mm. were playing. And, I mean, they were on fortunes a week, and you we know, played mm. playing against Ferdinand. yeah, chucked together kind of thing. And you know, <laughs> you know it, it was the same every week. We turned up, I'm we up at Birmingham, and it was kind of they got some offer on. It was a sellout, you know. On a, something we end up drawing two or two and you know but then first kind of I mean how, how many games did it take us to win Where it's something like 10 games or something to get a win when we first went up yeah well
3: I remember Ronnie doing that thing where he
5: didn't shave till we win didn't he? yeah <laughs> yeah I thought, we, I thought we'd end up with down like Castaway when it was first started you know? <laughs> but, like, I think, but I think I told- we, we ended up to Grimsby I think getting his first win mm. and, it, and it felt a bit like you know this is I know it's this is more like it, you know, and we just needed that win to get get us up and running and believe a little bit because, like I said, we're, we're probably a little bit rabbit in headlights to start because you know it did feel very real at that point.
3: Yeah, well, like you said yeah, we won the group of the game, and then we went on to win three of the next two out of the next three. So momentum, funny enough thing, as we've said, mm. uh, it can have a big impact. Um, that season was also the the last time we won a meaningful FA Cup game when we beat Southampton uh, 2-1 uh, again at Millmore. I suspect that was another one of those games where the opposition just didn't really want to play at Millmore on a cold, very cold midweek day in January. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to play against us on that day, to be honest yeah, you. Yeah,
5: you could see that in fact, I think we trained on pitch for a few days before it as well, <laughs> like, in that role there, and they just signed, they just paid about three million quid for a, a striker from um colombia or ecuador or something like that i remember looking at it it was <laughs> freezing he's got his sleeves pulled up like round his thing he's thinking he does not fancy. you've got chris swales kicking him every time he gets it and he, <laughs> to he did not fancy yeah we, I mean, we just we were at it that day and then and, and mm. that was when we were at it. we'd got lads who would go and do all them horrible jobs but we got lads who did have a bit of quality at the same time and still mucking and we, we we scored some great goals that night mm. Mm. Yeah, we did. That one of those great Millmore nights, mate.
0: Where the atmosphere would just
5: bang, in. it would just, yeah. yeah. I used to love. I used to love them night games at Millmore. Do you know? when you know, you'd, you'd come out, and atmosphere were good, and it were you know, a bit damp and a bit wet, and you know, yeah. it, it was proper football nights. You know, I, I used to love them. Yeah, yeah.
2: It
5: was...
2: I just enjoy hearing old stories about it. That West Ham one proper caught me off guard. You know, it's like, where did they no, go no, and straight? No, it's like, where did they go and get oh, dressed then? Out in awesome. car park or something. That's no, proper, I, big club mentality. They changed the
5: hotel. They turned up in the yeah. kit like, like they were coming for, for games from school or something. <laughs> you know, they all, all ready to go.
2: That, that's proper big club mentality, that, not it? Yeah. yeah.
0: It is, but you know, when you're walking as a player, I mean, my, I, when you're walking away with your suitcase back in your hand two minutes after you've arrived, that you're already on to a loser
3: mm-hmm. at that point.
0: Yeah. You
2: must, uh... It makes you think, don't it? Should we turn the away dressing room into a construction site for next season after <laughs> well, it New York? Because so. sorry lads, you can't get changed. they have to get changed upstairs. It's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. quite working. Yeah, lads, do you mind just moving across the old stadium and using those <laughs> dressing rooms? We got this one's not open yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: and also that season was the first of the famous Wednesday games with the, uh, this one was the, Richie, I think it was the Richie Barker one, the first one. Um yes. And it was, as a Rotherham fan, again, what were 4,000 of Rotherham fans in that away and just an electric atmosphere again. What were, what were those? Because we had loads of derbies. We had United and Barnsley in that league as well at the same time. Yeah, well. we yeah, yeah. loads of derbies, weren't there?
5: They were brilliant, especially kind of being a local lad as well, and you know, playing all these yeah. these games. It were great. I remember that first one at Hillsborough. They obviously they did kind of look down the nose a bit as the Like level we were just a small kind of team going across, and and we played really well on. on I think mm-hmm. I think we were, did. Did we go goal behind? I can't remember if we went a goal behind early on. Um, and then obviously we got back into it, and then Richie kind of and. I was delighted for Richie because obviously he'd been there as a kid and kind of left mm-hmm. and come back to Rotherham and found his way. So it went, one of the biggest memories is that we were in the dressing room for ages after and Ronnie didn't come in for ages. Then there were all these pictures of him like doing 2-1. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to get a cane on and drag him off at one day, like, you know. <laughs> I remember Monday morning coming in and one of the lads I said, he's gaffering today. Is he, is he still on pitch at Hillsborough? Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. I think uh, he's every year we've been back as well, since, hasn't he? Yeah. I think might know, yeah. <laughs> he loves it now, but it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's why we love Ronnie. It's one of the many reasons we love Ronnie. <laughs> um, but that season saved in survival, and again, as a fan, it felt like a huge achievement across the, the teams we thought we were going up against. To stay up that season felt like almost as big an achievement as going up in first place.
5: Yeah, hundred percent. When you look at start, we had as well. You look at clubs mm. that we were up against. I think did we did we end up staying upon goal difference that year? Were it yeah, was uh, and us in crew. I think, it was, know, think we, of, mm. we played. We, we, and we played crew on last day of season, and they needed to beat us by about eight goals or something silly to <laughs> yeah. kind of so. It'd been a bit relaxed in training that week and you do a bit easy because, you know, we, we, we're safe. They're not gonna be, there's not going to be an eight-ball swing. And I think they scored two in about 10 minutes. <laughs> I think like, we're, about, we're about to like, we better take this serious.
3: <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and then the following season, the, the other Wednesday game came very quickly. I think it was something like August or September time. And let's talk about the Darren Garner stunner, um, which nobody saw coming, really. Uh, he'd been out for a while, injured, and mm. what was that like as a player watching well, just a stunning goal? And lay
5: on, it, uh, it was kind of like it were like lightning striking twice. I remember I, I, I really enjoyed that game. I played against uh, they signed a lad from um, Plymouth, I think, called Bez Weatherick, and we were raving about him and mm. uh, fit he were and things like that. And I, I got it in my head, I are going to torture him and ruin him. And I just, I remember just. <laughs> Running him into ground, and I just wanted to beat him every time I got it. And I would get into his head, and I I remember like I really enjoyed that game. And then it was one one, I'm thinking, I think I'd come off at this point because I would done. And Daz had got ball, and he looked knackered and all. And I'm thinking, what's he gonna And then he just hit it, and you're thinking, what's he doing? And then all of a sudden, it's, it's going and going. And you think, oh my god, it's, it's happened again. Kind of thing. I think, I think he only shot because he was that tired, you know, like he couldn't be to run. <laughs>
0: That was some strike like you know, yeah, when you, even yeah. now when you see it back it would it were unbelievable strong he managed to muster up enough energy to run to other end of ground guards yeah, yeah He got his second win then didn't he just yeah, did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah yeah make those two piggy games we've talked about we've always beat him again a couple of times since then but that were the first couple of games in like 20 years 20 30 years because they've been in big time they've been in premier league and I remember as a kid those being just special moments because they were at the time they were another they are a big club but they were a really big club at the time and just come down.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, I've talked about it many times, and I can't stand derbies. I hate local derbies. I really, really do. But but then you know those two moments and 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 the ones we've had subsequent various local clubs, you know, it does make it worthwhile. But the run up to our hate, but uh, but yeah, those two. Particularly the Darangana one because of the because of just how spectacular it was, you know. It was it was. We've always lived in their shadow, haven't we? You know, and 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 people talk about the rivalry and everything else. Now, whether it's a rivalry or otherwise is irrelevant. The point is that a lot of, a lot of people from our town support that club, and so as Rotherham United supporters living in Rotherham, even living in Rotherham, you've kind of lived in the shadow of this big Premier League club that were that were outrun the And then all of a sudden you find you're on the same level as them. And in the 90 second minute or whatever, you put an absolute worldie past their goalkeeper to to win in their own backyard. It, it just it's like years and years of frustration being I Mickey having Mickey taking that year for being a, a tin Pot club, you know, down road, having two hundred fans on a Tuesday night or whatever. All of a sudden it's like <laughs> hello. <laughs> and all that relief comes out. I think anyway. that, that even goes to,
5: kind of to to this season to some extent, don't you? Like you kind of, even when Rotherham were top at league and you know flying, there were a lot of kind of Wednesday fans not giving Rotherham credit they deserve at that point. And you're thinking to be doing what Rotherham did this year on the budget that they did, you know, that it unbelievable, you know, because you look at it on paper, the damn squads is. You look at every player on Wednesday team against Rotherham's on if you had them on paper, you'd be going, Well he, on paper he's better, he's better, he's better, he's better. But yeah, it's not about on paper, it's about what you're gonna get out of him. Can you get a tune and one he gets a tune out of his lads every, every week, you know, and Wednesday did. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's the thing with Rotherham squid, it, A good Rotherham team are better as a team than they are as the individual. That's always been the case with a good Rotherham team. Whereas other teams can get by on I mean, having you know, a couple of amazing players, rather, I've never really done that. We never had a standout play; it's always been greater than some of your parts. Or um, my, in my memory, you top me on
0: that. No, I agree, absolutely. You're absolutely right, and, and this season has topped it, really. Mm. I, th- I,
5: I think you look at kind of what Warney's done with lads, it? and it's similar to what you were involved in as as a player yeah. in that dressing where you've got like I just said there's no superstars anyone steps out of line and tries to do it then you, you saw what happened with the um, depot and things like that you know no one's yeah. no one's going to break that unity kind of thing and you know if that happens then they're not part of it and that's where it's got to be do you know because yeah. nothing's more important than that team aspect and everyone who were in that Ronnie era you, you look at there's a lot of lads in that kind of team who've gone on to have careers in management and coaching and things like that. And I think they all have that same ethos of the team comes first. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I actually ask you,
3: when you're playing days, do you ever play with somebody who's sort of down tools, put in a transfer request, uh, in time at Rotherham time, not around that? Do you ever come across players like that?
5: Um, not at Rotherham, kind of, no, because <laughs> got, it would it wouldn't have been allowed to happen, kind of thing, you know. It uh, would have got nicked. Come across a few kind of ones as I kind of um at Preston and things like that when I played where there were lads who were trying to leave and mm-hmm. probably weren't being allowed to, so they kind of down tools a little bit, but not not to that extent of, you know, it were destructive kind of thing. It were just yeah. them kind of making a stand to try and get away and it, it comes down to money at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah, very
3: true. Um, that season, following season, two thousand three, we finished fifteenth, which I, I would, God, I would love a fifteenth place finish in, in, in that tier this year. That's <laughs> that, again, it's a brilliant achievement to finish that that high up the league for again the budget at the time was next to zero compared to Vale's, wasn't it?
5: Yeah, it would, it would, it was ridiculous when you look at what some of the lads were on and what kind of we were earning. It, it was, I think, at one point we were about eighth, eighth in league, and I think. I think he would have probably gone and spent a bit of cash in, in January and brought in a, yeah. a, a bit of backup. Because we'd probably had a really good first eleven at that time, but we'd probably have that strength in depth, Do you know, that if someone got injured or wanted yeah. to strike, we didn't have that backup where he would have maybe gone and spent a bit of money, do you know. But it's, it's age-old <laughs> thing of Rotherham, isn't <laughs> it? You know, it, it yeah. is game a few years ago, when you know they just went down on a point, you're thinking if they just spent a bit more money in January, mm. right, it, it probably will always be that way, do you know. Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And the 6 0, I've not even mentioned the 6 0 away at Millwall opening day of the season. <laughs> I mean, if there's if there's been a better start to a season, I, can, I haven't never seen one, that's incredible.
5: Yeah. Well, well you, you talk about kind of pre season not being a Anything to go on? Like we'd we'd been terrible that preseason. I remember we <laughs> Ronnie decided we were going to kind of try and play out front back kind of things. You know, we were, we were going to pass it more. We were going to we were going to stop kind of doing what we'd been doing of kind of getting it wide, getting crosses in. But we we're going to we we're going to start building and playing. So we were getting. I think we, we were getting. It weren't good preseason. I think we went to Isle of Man on a tournament, and that were that were a shambles. So we'd kind of played his last pre-season game before Millwall and it were, it were crap again, like, you know, so before game coming in and, uh, at Millwall, team talk before he's gone, right, everything we've done pre-season, scrap it. we <laughs> went going back to what we got at, what go getting forward, getting crosses in, do this. And we've in <laughs> winning 6 <laughs> nil. So, nobody saw that one coming. No, <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: It is, it is a question as well. I think this might be more towards you, Matt. Is that the last time Rutherford ever scored four in a game from one player? Because Darren Byfield no. got four, didn't he? Is it not? It
3: is, yes. Alfie got four against Cheltenham at Don Valley.
4: Ah. But it's,
3: it's a very rare occasion actually. Smith scored four goals.
5: Last time uh, someone scored four in a proper stadium... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did you ever remember the displeasure of playing at Don Valley? Because, because I can't imagine it was fun if you did.
5: I play. I, I actually did, but I played again. I played against Rotherham in a pre-season friendly for Wednesday when uh, at Don Valley. Yeah. It were, were horrendous. It were horrendous. I don't, the, I don't know how, how they did it for as, as long as they did it. it we just, it, I mean, Brighton did it for a while at with Dean when they mm. were doing it, mm. um, and. It, it was just, I don't know how they did it for as long as they did it. Lads did well to kind of do it because fans were miles away. You could hardly hear what, yeah. what they were saying. It was just, it felt very non, non-league, really. Yes. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it,
0: did. It, it was horrible. And it was horrible as a supporter yeah. as well because it could have been 32 degrees outside, but you still you still needed your big quote <laughs> <coat> on. <laughs> 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 yeah. Absolutely. Uh, a
3: couple more cup games to talk about from the following season. Let's talk about the Arsenal 1-1 first of all. Um, I wasn't at that game, unfortunately, but what was it like to play as a, a game? Uh, first of all, it's Arsenal and that was an amazing Arsenal team. This weren't Arsenal sort of, you know, our past years have struggled. That were Arsenal in their proper pomp. I know they have been part a strong team, but how was that to go down there yeah,
5: against, it was that type of team? Brilliant, Do you know, and like you say, you're going to have one of the kind of iconic stadiums in mm. Premier League and football history at Ivory, where, you know, to, to go in there and kind of soak up, it were amazing. And, and kind of not not many people kind of realised that were Cesc Fabregas's first mm. game for Arsenal, yeah, I he was 16 good. at the time. Mm. And he were amazing. Do you know, you, when you're coming out, you've got, um, he kind of played, Karnu played, um, who else? Uh, I think Gail Clichy played, who ended up going on to Man City and things like that. They're, they're a really strong team out and we kind of, we started off and it were like, it was like, um, it was like being at school, you know, when bigger boys take ball off you you can't get it back off. <laughs> uh, we kinda of were kind of like that, you know, and then, we kind of got to, they were trying to walk in a little bit at times mm. and then, I think, we equalised later on, I think I, I managed to cross one and I think it was by field like equalised and it mm. ended up gonna, extra time, and probably ended up getting sent off for, uh, I'm bowling it outside. Of the air. I mean, he come out. you and am it Like, we had it. out. had you. Like, <laughs>
3: I, no. Well, again, a great achievement, mate. Again, Arsenal just
0: yeah. a, a, a draw. Arsenal's ridiculous for Rodney Ayers. Absolutely, it was. It, yeah, it just and uh, yeah, fantastic. I, I can't. I can't. I mean, you see, you said it all. You've covered it all, haven't you? Best to it for a while though as well. like just honest as, as I start, into one, Milan. I really, I really like that, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I forgot like
3: that It's it pretty good. good. It's good <laughs> <bag>. <laughs> <laughs> uh the other cup game I want to talk about is a less positive one that season, the Northampton Town FA Cup third round replay. Well that that's um that with that season, yeah, win would have uh, a win against third division Northampton would have brought Manchester United to Millwall. Going ahead early, Bolas free kick, stunning free kick. Um, I think Derek Asamoah, I think, got, had a, an amazing game and just completely did us. Cool. Yeah, how was that? We <laughs> it were it we were
5: talking about this actually the other day. We're kind of. They did come back to this replay at, um, at Millmore and I don't know whether I should... I should I'll tell you anyway, yeah. I don't know I don't, if it were kind of... They were back in the day. They were, they were no kind of things. But someone... The sponsor who were at game or something before game, I don't know. I don't know where he kind of... It were a point where he's coming in and he's got like this bag and it were full of little envelopes and he's, he's kind of gone. If you win today, this £500 cash in these is a win bonus for you so we're all like 500 500 quid brilliant so lads are buzzing before game like for everybody in the squad so obviously we went out and it was just not it was just one of the nights where nothing goes right everything went against us you know and it it went through a lack of effort because you know all teams that we played in that's one thing you'd always get effort but it was just a case so everything went wrong and then obviously we ended up losing and i remember ronnie coming in after and i've I've seen him angry do you know what i mean but obviously Mm. he's getting pressure from above because it's a big payday and he and he went absolutely berserk and i mean berserk so we sat there dead quiet after like everyone's got their heads down and chris wales has kind of just put his head up and gone do you think we'll still get them envelopes (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so tired of just one of the worst nights, but that's one that's of all the things I remember him saying that after the first night. Of course, it won't, you idiot. What is going to get them now? It <laughs> yeah, so, was a bad night, a bad night at the office that one. Yeah, it really was. It was. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And we've, again, we've not won a decent cooking game <laughs> since then, to be honest. Oh, oh, that's a terrible scary, <laughs> <isn't> it <like>? Scary, <laughs> oh, no. um, The final game I mention from that particular season is a Norwich 4-4 game um, There's plenty to unpack from that 4-4 game to be honest with you um, <laughs> There's Darren Buckingham diving and Guy Branston chasing him down a tunnel at half down, <laughs> which is just, again as a player how involved were you in it first of all and what was that like watching because I, I bet nobody was stopping Branston with it
5: I remember uh, I remember Okobi I mean it was some player Darren Okobi like he was oh. quaking and he was probably one of the original ones who, who went down when he was when he was they weren't really a diving culture in in no football um. at that point, but he, he was one that went down when he was and I remember the penalty like kind of gone down very soft and then at half time it They've got the tunnel that kind of pulls out. I remember Brano running up it, and you could I was kind of at back rate, and I could just see tunnel kind of checking about <laughs> from side to side, and and it had all kind of kicked off. And then Ronnie's in middle of his team talk, and ref comes in and sends guy off in dress room at half time and uh, everyone's going, "What have you done?" He's going, "I've not, done, I've not done it, I've not done it," you know. One of the lads is going, "You did, guy. I saw you. I saw you." With him. <laughs> so. Ronnie's gone like Ronnie's giving this team talk He goes right, monkey, you're coming off, and he's going, oh, thanks a lot, guy. Just because you can't keep your hands to yourself, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of brano arted kind of thing to do. I think, yeah. I think Ronnie got into a bit of. A, I think I don't know if someone spat at someone as well. I yeah. it, I think there's something to do with someone spitting at someone in the room. man yeah, we're very eventful. Yeah,
3: yeah, they would have. I think they end up going up. Um, yeah. But that yeah, were a typical Rotherham United performance, you're down to 10 I think we're losing 2-1, you're down to 10 men, and we turn it round to go 3-2 up, I think, and yeah. then they've pulled it back later on, 4-2 uh, up, I think we're probably with 4-2 up, but yeah, then they've pulled yeah. it back, showing their, showing their class in the end, I suppose,
5: haven't they? Yeah, that's why they won probably about four times what we were all on at 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
3: Make do you want in on di- Darren? We diving. I know you like to have a good,
0: uh, have a good for diving. I, 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 he went down in my estimation after that. I thought I, I really liked him as a player until that day, and then can't be asked for. I can't be doing with that. It's not my, <laughs> uh, it's not my thing. I'm afraid. So uh, I struck him off my list of players that I like. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure if he finds out about it, I'll be desperately disappointed about mm. <laughs> sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um and that was almost for
3: the me out that was the end last last season of the good times were not it. Um it's very difficult maybe a difficult question to answer but what happened is it is it is it is it difficult to put your finger on what went wrong because the following season started disastrous I mean we didn't win a game before you moved on what what sort of went on in that final season before you left is it
0: was
5: it, it was weird it was kind of I think Ronnie thought you got to a point with with team that the type of players that he, he brought in had uh, uh, probably took us as far as or we were only ever going to be kind of scrapping to stay up. So we are trying to bring in a different a different calibre of player at that time. So he it he, kinda of brought in Robbie Stockdale and, you know, who we were kind of more a cultured passing defender, mm-hmm. you know, and Robbie Robbie's a great lad, you know, I mean, a great teammate, but he was probably he was from a obviously a Premier League club at Middlesbrough and, you know, he, he came in, you know, and we brought in people like uh, Proctor up front and then we signed lads like Junior and things like that and there are also a lot of things mm. going on behind the scenes that in terms of kind of I think Ken was were wanting to, to pull his money out and, and kind of look to sell on and things like that and it just it, it, the feeling around the place changed massively from what I'd known Do you know I, I, just, mm. I just signed a new Three-year deal, just not long before, do you know. I'd I'd had a few kind of sniffs yeah. and moves and stuff, and but I would, you know, that season when we, before when we finished, kind of fifteenth, someone had given me a ten-year contract at that time. I'd have signed it because I loved, I loved coming into work every day. with the lads that we had, it were brilliant. Um, so it kind of, it, it kind of just came about very quick. Where dressing room didn't seem as united as it were before, do you know, they were. Players who would come in who'd not really bought into what we were about, kind of thing, in terms of mm. you know, the work I think that were required and the team spirit. And it would just it, you could see, I mean, looking back now at the time, it's hard and mm. to put your finger on, but it, it just seemed to be kind of you could see a definite change in it. And and actually you're coming up against good teams as well who were spending more money and things like that. Yeah, you got leads and teams like that in there at that time, you know, we're spending a lot of money. Um and sometimes you just look at it and think, you know, had we come as far as we were going to come with that group of players? You know, we'd, we'd, we'd lost some, I think Big Al had moved on at that point. You know, he'd gone to, to Cardiff and things. You'd, you'd lost a lot of your big players at that time, and, you know, and it were, you could sense a definite thing of it changing. Mm. Yeah.
3: You could, yeah. Um, the move to Preston, how did that go about? Obviously, I assume transfer windows weren't a thing back then. So was it like November or December you moved?
5: Yeah, it well, was November. I'm, and I remember we were playing Watford away um, on the Saturday. And we always trained at Milmo, like before an away game. We'd train at pace and we'd kind of travel from there. And um I remember we trained and Ronnie had pulled me in office after and said, oh, um, we've accepted a bid from Preston for you. Um, chairman says we need to sell you because they need some cash you know club could kind of go and go under if you mm. don't get this cash and I, and I said right I said well I don't want to go he said well mm. <laughs> you've got to <laughs> I'm like right, <laughs> I need to I need to have a think about it so I, I, obviously I just I probably always had a new contracts about two months before so I had no plans on on leaving and mm. he said oh I want you you're playing tomorrow, though. So I'm thinking, my, my head rubbed my arse at this point. So yeah, okay. when, and how naive of me anyway to be playing in a game where you know I'm, I've got a chance of moving for half a million quid and one tackle finishes it. And the club, oh, yeah. you know, club need this money, and they're telling me to play in this <laughs> game at the same time. So, I remember I had an absolute nightmare. I think I took two corners and kicked them straight out of play. <laughs> my head was just <laughs> fried. And I remember... I think we lost and I, we got back to Millmore after it came. And if you remember, you had to walk right down at front at stand to Boot mm. Room and Chamber and stuff like And I had to go down and get all my kind of medical notes and my boots and stuff. And I remember going down and walking up, and I was just bawling the eyes out, of crying. So I knew kind of that was going to be last time, mm. I like here. And I'd, I'd been there from being 15, kind of thing. And you know, I loved it, Do you know. It were some of the best days of my life. And uh, walking up, that thing, I was I was devastated walking up. I remember, I remember going up to meet Preston on Monday, uh, to speak to Billy Davis, and driving up. I'm, I'm thinking, I don't want to go here, kind of thing. It's, and I ended up signing a great deal, and you know, financially we're better off. Do you know, they were a better team, and I would I would go You know, I remember getting home, okay. and like, I weren't one bit excited. I would I would go kind of thing at the time that had ended that way but um listen these things these things happened right we had it we had a, I had a great eight nine years there from being at school kind of thing it was amazing but mm. it would just when you don't usually you expect it coming and ending don't you, you can see it coming over, mm. but it would just and looking back it was, on a personal point of view it was, i probably got out just at the right time before it did kind yeah. of go go it yeah. so i think uh, did earth mortgage as they were trying to buy a club and then it got sold to this uh, band thing Miller's or five or seven months yeah yeah he, I, I remember from outside like, and obviously all lads are still there who i talked to and they were just saying it, mm. it, it's just a mess kind of thing so yeah from a personal point of view it were well, i got out right time but it was still it was still sad because it would kind of end of an era and we'd had some some amazing times. Mm.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and then you came back and scored against us, according to soccer days. What's all that about? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't celebrate, though. Yeah, I, didn't, but, uh, I,
5: I, I knew I were going to score, do you know? It, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, um, I remember yeah. I was playing against Erste, Erste played left-back, and I used to hate playing against Erste because he knew, even in training, he, he was like a little rash. You couldn't. <laughs> you he'd just get round my feet and he was like, like one of these annoying dogs that you can't get rid of. Like,
0: <laughs>
5: so he, he kind of, he followed me everywhere that day and it was probably only time I got free that, but I knew I was going to score. I even told Polly before the game, I said, I'm going to score past you today, Like, And he was like, because I'm good mates with Polly and uh, we have a bit of stick and stuff. And um, yeah, it was kind of one of the things where I just knew it was going to happen. Mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and I think am I right in saying you got to a playoff final with Preston? So you had some amazing times with them as well, didn't
5: you? We did. i had gone from I've gone from not winning a game that season. So I think I won on my debut. I played against Derby, and it, I think it was like November twenty something, and that was first win I'd had all season. <laughs> and then we, went on a, we were 15th in championship at that time, and we went on an amazing run. I think we finished fourth. And we lost to West Ham in player final 1-0 at the end of that season. So, it would have been kind of some, some turnaround if we'd have got to, yeah. you know, to Premier League Andrew. Mm. Yeah,
3: definitely. Let's finish off some best moments. So, if you had to pick a Rotherham moment, and that's difficult because, like I so said, we had a some amazing moments during that time, is the one, could you pick one that was like, that's it?
5: One. Um... It's been, there was, we had so many good members. I think that first promotion was special because mm. it's the first one that you get kind of thing. And, and obviously we didn't know what would happen that, that next season. That were a, a special moment on that pitch at Hartlepool and in that dressing room after the game. I, I remember re- thinking how special it was. But they were, God, you, there were so many... You, yeah. you look over that kind of period, there were, there were so many highs, and, and like you're talking about them lows then at end, but some of the results went and got our places. And you know... There were just so many. It'd be so hard to put your finger on one, one mm. special mm. moment because it would just—it seemed to be memory after memory after memory year after year that you were making. And, you know, you're thinking, "Oh, we can't do it again. Surely, then we go and do it again."
4: <laughs> and I think
5: just that dressing room that we had at that time. So, and we're still close to this. I've, I've just been been away with Mike, Polly, and Richie Barker We've just been uh, for a few days away, and I'm warning we're going to come, but he's kind of he was doing his scouting on some. Uh, training facilities but that dressing room created friends for life do you know I, I mm-hmm. still come to most of games and watch a lot of Rotherham games because I know what it means I know how much hard work Warnie and Richie put in you know and, and what it means to them. and I know the job that they're doing kind of on, on the budget that they've got and they, if people understood what they were doing it's they should be given freedom at Rotherham for like competing <laughs> it's, it's it blows your mind you know what they're doing, and just happy. I went on and earned more money at other clubs, and kind of, mm. you know, had more success. But if I could have another time to go back to, they were the happiest times of my career. Do you know, in terms of dressing room and what we did, and you know the things that they were the best times of my career. We had doubt, mm. yeah,
3: I can imagine that as a fan. But I, I grew up on on that team. I say I was eight, nine, ten, eleven into teenage years, and that's all. That'll always be my team. That, that that team throughout years, it's just those runny years were just the best time. I love that, what what, what is doing now. What we're under Steve Evans, but you, I grew up on you a lot, and it was just, yeah. a, just an amazing period in this club's history. It was, it was brilliant.
0: Um, yeah, Mick, anything you want to ask? Uh, no, no, we've covered all sorts. We've covered it all, and I mean, it's 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 just great to hear that. And we've well, said this to a few people because of, mm. uh, th- that we've spoken to because a lot of them have said the same thing. It's great to hear that our club means so much to to ex players, you know, almost as much as it does to well, probably more than it does to a lot of supporters, you know, because you've been in the inner workings of it, and it's just nice. It's great. It's great that that people have that same sort of passion for it. It's uh, it's lovely. Mm-hmm is danny
3: before we sort of recorded
2: anything you, uh, i imagine this has been you learning about the times as much as anything else mm. you weren't there obviously yeah no um i i was merely a thought when um chris first started playing for rotherham and um <laughs> that does make me feel old <laughs> but the best thing is he's just hearing these stories both from <clears throat> yourself matt and mick about that that time as a rotherham fan and then obviously hearing from chris's perspective as well it's uh it really makes me love this club more because I'm a real history nut, as as you two both know, and it, as, straight away. But to hear these stories, it's just, it's just brilliant for me. It really, really is. And you know, to describe the running moor and how great it was, and I feel like I'm living in one of those eras now, which mm-hmm. is um, which feels quite special. Yeah, I think it's
5: very yeah. comparable. i will tell you it's just It's a special time again for for the club to kind of. You know, obviously, it's a different different animal now in terms of the the backing that they get from Tony Stewart and the stadium and things like that. But to still be competing at where they're doing with the resources that they've got, it, the special times and and this season, it's again, it's going to be a it'll be a a fight to stay up again just by what they do. But you know, they'll give it a good crack, and that's that's all you can ask. Isn't it? yeah, yeah.
0: Mm.
3: that's the out United the way. Absolutely, yeah, We're yeah. tight all the way. That's what we do. Towards, LaBelle, ambitious.